Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. It is radio show. Good to be with you tonight. We are broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, 
North Dakota, and you might have heard that. You might have heard that the uh, there was a couple voices on during that Timothy Spell song. We had we've got Bobby Simons in the studio, and we also have Cooper Simons in the studio, and their big brother Abe Simons is back in the studio running the engineering. And so I brought um, Bobby and Cooper in just to make sure I'm doing this right. My, how, how do I? How am I doing so far? Am I doing okay? And uh, Bobby wanted to do the program, but I said, no, it's my program, and you can't do it. This is, uh, if you're tuning in for the very first time, I'm Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and every Wednesday night at 7.30. The address is 501 Elks Drive. 501 Elks Drive, and we'd love to have you come and visit us. We're right on the interstate, right on Interstate 94, big old sign. You can't miss it. And we've got a building that will hold about 500 people. We still have some room, and we'd love to have you come and visit us. And I will be mentioning that a little bit throughout the program. Now, you can, if you're listening on our AM station here in Dickinson, uh, certainly you're our target audience. We have other people listening on KDIX.net, and then we have other people listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so text me tonight, no matter which way you're listening. Tell me uh, where you're listening from and, and your first name. Our text number here is 701-290-7862. We've got people, some faithful people already texting in that always listen. We've got Wanda from Montana listening. We've got Brother Griffith from Montana. We've got Dave Shart listening Tonight from Fargo, and uh, we've got some Lomans, some Stoners, and some Dickies listening up north of Belfield. We've got Stormy listening in the Philippines tonight, and I'm not sure. He's coming to the States. He's going to start working again. He's going to come out of retirement, and he's going to start driving truck again. So pretty soon it won't be Stormy from the Philippines. It'll be Stormy from Chicago or wherever he's moving to. The... um, we had a great church service today, good service. I, I just got a report from Brother Griffith out in our Great Falls Church. I think he said they had two people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. That is exciting. Some good stuff happening all over this world. And um, what, a, what, a, what a neat deal to be able to attend a church, to be associated with people that still believe that God pours out the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, just like he did in the book of Acts. We've got some, some Matterns listening down in New England, uh, North Dakota tonight. Glad to have you guys listening. So uh, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Neither Abe or I brought our guitar, so we're going to be playing. Abe's going to be playing from our song list, and um, and uh, he always plays some good stuff. I want to get right into the um, to the broadcast, to our topic tonight. We've got a couple scriptures I'm going to read, um, scriptures that maybe are unfamiliar to you. One is in the book of Isaiah, chapter 1 and verse 3, King James Version, The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people do not consider. Let me read that out of the Living Bible for you tonight. Isaiah 1, verses 2 and 3, Even the animals, the donkey, and the ox know their owner and appreciate his care for them. But not my people Israel, no, no matter what I do for them, they still don't care. And then Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 7, it's it goes along with these verses, 
and it says this, Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. And and here again in a paraphrase Living Bible, it says the stork knows the time of her migration, as does the turtle dove, the crane, and the swallow. They all return at God's appointed time each year, but not my people. They don't accept the laws of God. The animal kingdom is very amazing, especially along our topic tonight of migration, of um, of knowing where to migrate, or even in Isaiah, the, the ox, which is not, you know, it's just an animal, but it knows its owner. The, the donkey knows where it belongs. It knows where it, it's supposed to go. Um, and, and he said, but my people don't know me. You know, the uh, uh, migration is such a very interesting thing, how these animals with, with really not the brain capacity to, to navigate the way they do, but how they always come back to the right place, and they always come back to where they're supposed to. And, of course, this was observed by Jeremiah in Jeremiah 8 and 7, that, that um, the stork, the turtle, the crane know where to migrate. And they operate under God's laws. All of these animals that migrate are doing this under the uh, law of God to them. They they know this. Uh, the um, it's kind of interesting, and I'm just I'm not going to get too sidetracked in this, but it has something to do with my broadcast. But animals that are reared in captivity, migratory animals, and then released into the wild, um, it's very interesting them learning their species migration patterns and it can be very difficult for them to learn because they they were in captivity for so long um, large uh, water birds like geese and cranes must be led to wintering grounds for the first time by their parents and they don't use the sun star magnetic cues and so to reestablish like for instance the whooping crane and the sandhill crane in, in protected areas scientists have uh, raised young birds with the intention of teaching them where to migrate in winter months. And, they conve- and they've created a lot of ingenious systems, like um, even little airplanes that look like birds. And just I mean, it's really interesting how they do this um, and so on, because they have lost their ability by being in captivity too long to migrate. And that definitely has something to do with our broadcast. Tonight, what I want to talk about is how humanity has lost its way. It doesn't know where to go. It doesn't know where it belongs. For I mean, not everybody, but for the most part, society, humanity has lost its way. And we, it is our job, and, and me and my small portion of the world, to teach people these old paths that have been lost. Although I do believe in, inside all of us there is a yearning there is a yearning for these things. There is a desire to find God. That's still there. But because mankind has, uh, people have, have turned away from God and returned away from his teaching, mankind has, has um, strayed. And now these old paths, like Jeremiah 6.16 says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk therein. 
This program, we're going to talk about how to find these old paths that will get us back to where we're supposed to be with God. Tell it like it is radio show. Each day makes the evening sky into a shrine. You've known it from the start, cause it's written in your heart. This clock is running by divine design. What keeps the seasons changing as the winter turns to spring? Who made the plan to bring this rock to life? Divine design. 
Hey, everybody. Pastor Bob is back. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you. So many people texting, uh, letting me know they're listening. We've got John and Nancy out in Maine. We've got brother and sister Gubrood on the old paths in Valley City, or near Valley City. We've got um, Tim and Brenda in Waterloo, Alabama. The Millers are listening in Gulva. The Frost family in Minnesota. We've got Ben and Tracy and Laney and Laney and uh, let's see Barbie and Chance. Yeah, those three are listening, traveling. We've got uh, some Schmitz listening from Bismarck, and uh, I just got a good report. We had 20 ladies in our prison ministry tonight at the women's prison down in New England. Got a report on that. So just a lot of um, a lot of a lot of people listening. You can be part of this program by texting me 701-290-7862, or you can email me robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We're talking about how the ox and the donkey know where to go, but people don't. And I just left before we played that last song in Jeremiah. We talked about Jeremiah 6:16 that we need to ask for the old paths, the paths that will get us to heaven, the paths that will get us home. How do we find these old paths? That's what I want to really talk about tonight. The way we find these old paths is through the Word of God. 2 Timothy 3.16, and that's where I'm going to spend the rest of this broadcast, right here in these verses. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. To get back to the old paths that we need to get back to, uh, we have to uh, follow the Word of God. It says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That word inspiration means God breathed. Uh, we are reading the very words of God. These words, you say, well, I thought men wrote the Bible. They wrote the Bible as they were inspired by the Spirit of God to write. And the Word of God is is uh, surviving, it's thriving, it's um, people are, are reading it, people from Red China all the way to, uh, to the deepest parts of Africa, South America. The Word of God is still the best-selling book in the entire world. That's how we find these old paths. That's how we get back to the old paths, through the Word of God. And it says, it tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16, what the Word of God is profitable, how it helps us. How does the Word of God help us? It mentions four things there that we're going to talk about. It says, first of all, the Word of God is profitable for doctrine. That word doctrine simply means the, it means what is right. That's what it means. Doctrine is, is what's right. It's profitable for doctrine. You know, the statutes of the Lord, Psalm 19 and 8 says, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. There is, um, I get so tired of religious Christian people that don't talk about doctrine. Now, there are churches that are built on the concept that they aren't going to talk about doctrine. But if you don't talk about what is right, 
how we're going to people how how will people know what is right you know the word righteousness there for some reason there are people that don't like the idea of a preacher talking about righteousness righteousness means simply to be right that's what it means and to be right you've got to know what's right the word of god teaches us what is right what is right this is uh, I get so tired, and I know I said that earlier, but of people that allude to what the Bible says, but they don't tell you what it says. They don't give you the practical application. For instance, preachers will say, I'm against sin, but he won't tell you what sin he's against. Like, is he against the sin of uh, drinking? Is he against that sin? Which, because the Bible says it's a sin, the Bible says, but the Bible warns us against drinking. Uh, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That word "sober" there means simply free from intoxicants. Be sober. Is that what they mean when they preach against sin? You see, I I don't know about you, but one of the reasons our church is growing here in Dickinson is because we talk about it. You know, doctrine is simply what is right. That's what it is. So we talk about it. And I'm finding people are hungry to hear it. People are tired of the the soft peddling and, and the uh, beating around the bush and leaving church and not even knowing what the preacher said. I was uh, I've been reading several news articles lately about how much pressure there is on pastors in the United States not to talk about certain types of issues that polarize people. Well, um, I'm not one of those pastors that really cares about that because it's so important that we arm people with what is right. Like, for instance, abortion is wrong. You know, uh, if, if it's a baby, you can't kill it. And I think science, the medical uh, community, has proven to all of us that it's a baby. It's hiding inside that womb, but it's a baby. You can't kill it. So the, some of the news articles I've been reading, they um, and, and uh, these part one and part two are going to blend together here, but there is this this concept that people... You know, you know what we've got going in the United States of America, and I, I know I've used this word a lot, and I'm going to use it again: chicken preachers. Some of you know you know what's right, but you won't tell people what's right. Like for instance, what's right is if you're going to have sex with a if if you're a man and you're going to have sex with a woman, you need to be married to that woman. That's right. That's right. I didn't make that up. I'm not just. You know, just saying stuff. That's right. But how many churches will you go to today that will tell you what's right? So, first of all, it says it says that the Word of God is profitable for doctrine, for what is right. And I want, I want you to know, I think it's important that you surround yourself with people in your life that are talking plainly about it. Because there are people that don't know. I had a person one time from a different church, he was a youth leader, and he told me, I think he was being a little 
sarcastic, but he said, I suppose because you preach on holiness, the kids in your church never mess up. You don't have any kids messing up sexually in your church because you preach on righteousness. And I told this guy, that's not true. I never said that. But I will say, if you go to a church that preaches righteousness, when you do mess up, you'll know you're wrong. There are churches where you'll mess up and you won't even know you're wrong. And so number one, doctrine, the word of God is profitable for doctrine, what is right. And then it says it's profitable for reproof, simply that means what is wrong. So it's profitable to tell you what is right, and it's profitable to tell you what is wrong. So what kind of church refuses to tell people that they are on the wrong road? I'll tell you what kind of church that is. That's an uncaring, unloving church. If you're on the road to destruction, if you're on the road to being judged by God, and the church you're going to doesn't tell you, I'd get out of that church. Now, I do know that, that um, I, I do understand that these are not easy things. We, we, nobody wants to be told that they're wrong. But thank God I had a pastor. I, I wasn't raised Pentecostal. I, I came to God when I was 20 years old. My wife and I came to God together. And I want to just say I thank God for a pastor that was, was completely unafraid to uh, tell the truth. He didn't care what the public opinion said, didn't make any difference to him what every other church said, didn't make any difference what the newest fad in psychology was saying. He just told the truth. And it helped me. To be able to be told when I was wrong that I was wrong was, was a huge benefit for me to get right. You know, this, this um, you know, when you, some of you, you know, sometimes we get people um, listening uh, that from our church that probably get nervous because they think pastor probably shouldn't have said that. I, I, I'm just going to tell everybody this, that I don't, I do everything on this broadcast intentionally. I, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not afraid to tell people that aren't Pentecostals, you know, like, like for instance, um, I was talking to a man that was a, he was, he worked for the high school many years ago. That's, I'm going to say it that way so nobody can try to guess who he is. And this man, we were visiting and I said, I can't believe that a person that would call themselves a Christian would watch a movie or like much less an R rated movie of any kind. And he looked at me and said, well, I just watched one and I'm a Christian. And I, I just kind of stared at him. You know, movies full of vulgarity. And, and here again, I don't know if Hollywood puts out anything good. You know, I made a decision many years ago that I wasn't going to have anything to do with that, with Hollywood or television. That was a good decision for me and my family. That stuff subtly influences your thinking. But see, this, this idea that, that um, you know, like, the Bible tells us what's right and what's wrong. You know, thank God, as I said earlier, I had a pastor that was not afraid to talk about what's wrong. And the Bible talks about what's wrong a lot of places. You know what? 
Maybe better. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm still on part two. The Bible's profitable for doctrine. That means what's right. The Bible is profitable for reproof. That means what's wrong. I'm going to um, I'm going to read my text. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
nah, 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 nah. Hey, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. We got in the studio, we got Cooper Simons, who's 11. We've got Bobby Simons, who's sweet 16. And we've got Abe Simons, who's 18. And uh, and they are in the studio with me tonight. They are were at Grandpa's house all day. And some of some of my grandkids asked to come to the studio with me, so they're here tonight with me, and that's always cool to to have them with me. We're talking our topic. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Sister Yvonne from uh, down in Bowman, and it was good to see her on Saturday. She came to our ladies' retreat that we had at her church. I got to be one of the servers there, and that was a great retreat. We had a lot of ladies from all over the state, and some from Montana and other places, so that was really neat. I had a lady named Sister Hildebrand speak to the ladies and got to know her and her husband. We've got tonight. We've got um, Sister Bretts listening from Kildare. Miss you, Sister Bretts. Uh, need to see you back in church again, lady. Uh, she's a sweet lady. She's always one of my big cheerleaders. Like in church, she she always says <laughs> such nice things about me. We've got the Burlings listening. They're the Park River Burlings. These are not the Ashley or Wishing Burlings. These are the Park River Burlings. Good to have them. And uh, I, I I mentioned some Schmitz, but I want to say Joshua Schmidt particularly is listening. And I think Joshua's grandma and grandpa are over in Russia right now. I believe that's true. But good to have Joshua listening tonight from Bismarck. We're talking about getting back to the old paths. Uh, how And in some ways, animals are smarter than we are because they know what God showed them to do. And mankind has gone a different direction. But we need to get back to it. And in 2 Timothy 3.16, I'll read it again. All scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Uh, before we were interrupted by that song, which is a song I really like, uh, we we were talking about the Word of God is profitable for reproof, and that simply means what is wrong. So the Word of God is profitable for what is right, and is profitable for what is wrong. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and through 11 is just one of the places in the Bible that tells us some things, it groups some things together that are wrong. For instance, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So people that are living unrighteously are not going to heaven. Be not deceived. Don't let anybody lie to you. Neither fornicators. Now this is sexual sin. Any sex outside of marriage is fornication. And marriage has always been, according to God, according Jesus said in the beginning, a man should leave his his uh, his father and mother cleave to his wife, male, female. That's always been. Jesus said it. Everybody's been saying it in the Bible. It's in our crazy world today that we want two men to be able to get married and two women to be able to get married. But the Bible says that that's a sin. That's not right. Know ye not that don't be deceived. People that do these things are not going to heaven. Neither fornicators nor idolaters. Now, these are people that could possibly use religious symbols in their worship. We're not supposed to do that. Don't ever use a statue or or anything. Don't pray to a cross. I mean, uh, don't don't ever use, I you know, sometimes I get nervous. I, I see churches of different denominations that have all kinds of religious imagery in their churches, and the Bible specifically says idolatry is a sin, and not only that type of idolatry, but let's not make people idols either. And then it says, nor 
adulterers. This is a specific type of sexual perversion. That's where married people are stepping out of their marriage. That's adultery. That's a sin. Nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. These two, I'm not going to just go into great detail, but these two talk of homosexuality. Homosexuality is a sin. Pastor Bob wants every homosexual in Dickinson to come to his church, everyone that's practicing homosexuality. Why? We want to help you. We want to help you get right with God, just like we do any of these people. I don't hate anybody. I love everybody. If you're battling homosexuality today, um, you know what? Uh, God can help you. He really can. But the Bible's here to tell us what's right and what's wrong, and this specifically says it. And then it goes on to say, nor thieves. So people that steal, like shoplifters and people that steal from their boss at work or whatever. Neither thieves or covetous, nor drunkards. I mentioned that earlier. Um, you know, drunkards, uh, that's, that's a sin to be a drunkard. Nor revilers, nor extortioners shall, all these group of people, Paul said, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so the word of God is not afraid, and it does it in many places to tell us what is right, and it also tells us what is wrong. I love, I can't go, I can, I can never read 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 without reading verse 11, because after this list of sins that Paul says that if you do these things, you can't go to heaven, he said in verse 11, and such were some of you. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Okay, so the Bible tells us what in 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 Second Timothy three sixteen that's profitable for doctrine. That means what's right. It's profitable for reproof. That means what's wrong. And then it says it's profitable for correction. And that simply is how to get right. The Bible doesn't just tell us if we're right, what's right and what's wrong, but it tells us how to get right if we are wrong. And the Bible is very specific about that. Uh, to to get right with God. And, and here again, I, I mean, I feel like sometimes I feel like such a broken record on the air, and I feel like this because I know there's always new people listening, but let me just say this. There's people listening to me right now that listen to me every week, and you're not getting this. Okay, You're not getting it. I promised you, you're not getting it. To get right with God, of course, first is number, number one is faith, but number two is repentance. Number two, you've got to repent of your sins. That doesn't mean just saying you're sorry. That means being sorry. And then after you repent, you are a candidate to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's water baptism. That word baptism means immersion, completely dunking somebody under the water. I mean, every part of them. Sprinkling was never done in the Bible as baptism. Baptism, the word baptism itself means to immerse. If you've never been baptized, dunked under the water, you've never been baptized. And the the formula for baptism you'll find in the book of Acts is in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, in Matthew 28, 19, and I don't want to spend a lot of time with this. I think I spent too much time on the first part of this program. But in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And many churches, when they baptize people, they, they baptize them and they say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
But in the book of Acts, everywhere somebody was baptized, they were baptized, where it tells us how they were baptized, it says they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Why would the apostles say that if Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names. Jesus said, baptize in the name. He's looking for a singular name. The apostles knew what that name was, and they baptized everybody in the name of Jesus. And some of you listening to me right now are going to churches that don't baptize in the name of Jesus. You say, is that a big deal, Pastor Bob? Listen, I'm not the one that put this book together. God did. I'm going to just do what it says, and I'm going to tell people to do what it says. And then... To, finally, the Bible talks about the being filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, I can't hardly go through a program without saying it. Peter said when he was asked on the day of Pentecost, what must we do to be saved? What, what do we need to do? In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. In verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift. Of the Holy Ghost. So the Word of God is profitable to tell us what's right. It's profitable to tell us what's wrong. Then it's profitable to tell us how to get right. And number four, it says instruction in righteousness. So the Word of God is also profitable to tell us how to stay right. You know, it's not just about learning what's right, what's wrong, and how to get right, but the Bible is there to help us stay right. All through the scripture, you're going to find the words continue, follow through. My friend Dave Shart is listening tonight in Fargo. He's made many, many starts for God in his life. But he knows the secret to success is not just making a start, but is continuing through. And I believe his plan is to continue all the way through to heaven. You know, instruction in righteousness. Let me tell you this. It is so important that you go to church. It is so important that you go to church faithfully. And not just any church. Because many churches don't preach the original plan of salvation that the apostles preached. See, Pastor Bob doesn't trace his roots to some church dogma or church um, organization. But I put my roots back to what the apostles actually taught. What they actually said, and we have that recorded in the Word of God. That's the kind of church you need to go to. Now, I'm not going to claim I know all of them, but I do know a lot of the churches in this state, in North Dakota, that preach and teach the Acts 2.38 message. And if you want to know those churches, I can get you in touch with them. I, I can get you to the right church. I hear again, there's probably some that are out there I do not know. But I do know this, that you need to go to a church that preaches at least Acts 2.38. Now, this number four, you know, and I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but the Word of God is profitable to tell us what's right, what's wrong, how to get right, and then finally how to stay right. And one of the ways to stay right is get to a church that preaches truth. 
You know, um, I'm not. I've done. I've done lots of radio shows on church attendance. I'm not doing that tonight. But I'm going to tell you that there are so many excuses why people are not faithful to their local church. There's so many excuses. Listening to this radio show does not substitute for you going to your local church. The church that preaches Acts 2.38 and holiness. If you're listening to this program and using it as an excuse not to go to your local church, would you please never listen to this program again? I mean, never. I don't want you li- I don't. This is not the same as that. I don't know you. You don't know me. I have no idea. I'm not your pastor. I have no idea what you're doing, how you're living. You know, there ought to be something inside of a child of God that wants to go to church. I feel like David. I, I mentioned this in church. I didn't preach about any of the stuff I'm talking about today or what I'm going to say next. But I mentioned it in church. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I feel exactly like that. When I was converted and I and I gave my life to Jesus, when I was repented and was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, I started to love to go to church. Up till that time, my mom's probably listening today, she can attest that I hated going to church. I never wanted to go to church. I didn't want to. I, I went to church with my wife when we were dating. And I attended church with her to try to get her dad to like me a little bit. I did not like it. I did not enjoy it. I wished I wouldn't have had to go. But when I was converted, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I don't know for sure, but I could probably count on maybe one hand in the last 40 years when I've missed a church service, a scheduled church service in my local church. And I really believe that's one of the reasons I'm a pastor today. Because in our Bismarck church, I loved going to church. I loved it. You know, why? Because the Word of God is so important for keeping us right with God. We are living in a world that causes that will has such a strong influence and pull. You can drift away from God. You really can. We need to find a group of people that we can fellowship with that believe truth, love truth, love holiness, are not afraid of public opinion, and go to that type of church. You know, people say, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm tired, or, oh, I'm in pain, or whatever. Give me a break. I mentioned it last week, and I, I, I don't want to be a bellyacher, but... But I'm 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 in pain, Pastor. For the first time in my life, I've been in constant pain for the last several months. Can't sleep, can't walk, can't stand, and um, and I don't like it. In fact, I I have a new empathy for people that are in pain. But you know what? Whether I'm in church or whether I'm at home, I'm going to be in pain. <laughs> you know, and I believe in God will heal me. And here again, I hope I don't talk about this again. But but this, what I'm telling you is. Everybody that goes to the house of God has the same excuse that you do not to go to the house of God. The word of God is there to keep us staying right. And one of the ways that we stay right is to go to church and hear the word of God. You know, this this is an interesting thing to me because as a pastor, I've had people over the years with so many excuses of why they couldn't come to church. Um, my son, my oldest son, came down with a very terrible uh, 
health situation. It was called Guillain-Barre, and I believe that's the way you say it, Guillain-Barre. And it knocked him off of his feet. He lost. He got to the point where he couldn't even walk. He was hospitalized for I don't remember how many weeks. And uh, and I remember even when he got out of the hospital how weak he was. And he called me one day and said, Dad, I'm so weak that I don't think I can come to church tonight. He said, I'm so weak that I don't get anything out of the service because I can't hardly hear what's going on. I'm so weak. I'm so weak, I don't even want to talk to people. I don't know if Luke is listening tonight, and I don't know if he remembers what I told him. But I said, Luke, you've got to fight to get to church. You've got to fight. Just just all the strength within you. Come to church. If you don't get a thing out of it, just come there and show the devil you're not quitting. You know, I, you know, I, there's a lot I want to say about this, but you know, I love the house of God. When I'm a hundred years old, I hope somebody, I hope Cooper, when I'm a hundred years old, I hope you come and pick grandpa up and bring him to church. I'll have my diaper on. I'll have my wheelchair ready. I'll have my cane ready. I'm going to church. You know what? If I don't get it, if I'm crazy, if I'm, if I've got Alzheimer's, come and get me, bring me to church because on the inside, I'm still going to be saying, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You know, this, this, um, this, what I'm talking about, and here again, I'm not talking about just going to any church just to say you go to church. We have got to associate with people that love this one God, Acts 2.38, holiness message. Because all of us, I mean, you know what, we, we, we don't have it all together, but all of us together have it all. We do. You know, this, this idea that I got mad at my pastor and I quit going to church, you know what, that's ridiculous. My wife gets mad at her pastor and wants to quit going to church once in a while, probably. You know, I'm her, I'm her, I'm her husband. But she doesn't, you know, she's not going to give up on God just because you got mad at somebody at church. Come on, folks. You know, get off some of this self-pity and some of this stuff. There, everybody in the world has been hurt or supposedly hurt by somebody at a church. And you know what? They're still loving God. They're still living for God. They're still serving God. They're still going to church. Why? Because the Word of God is profitable to stay right. I want to stay right. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Well, Abe is going to give out some uh, instructions here about how to connect with churches in our area. Now, if you're listening online, this is we're, we're broadcasting live from a place called Dickinson, North Dakota, and we've got a few churches that are very close around us, including our own. Well, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota, and you can visit our church um, on Sunday morning, we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. And, and at 11 o'clock is our worship service. That's every Sunday. The address to our church is 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. And um, we'd love to have you join us. Um, again, the address is 501 Elks Drive, 
and Dickinson here. Um, if you're from the beach area, um, there's a midweek service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. Brother Joe is the pastor there. That's every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, 7.30 p.m. Um, also, if you're from uh, Bowman area, there's a midweek apostolic service there at the, the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, and Brother Seth is the pastor there. Um, you can visit that church every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. The address is um, 18 North Main. Um, also, if you're from Beulah, you can go to the Truth Community Church. Um, the address is 220 3rd Street Northwest, and they have service in Beulah every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. It's the Truth Community Church in Beulah. If you'd like more information, you can call or text Brother Simons. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and my grandpa is one of the best preachers ever. And who are you? Bobby Simons. Bobby Simons. She's uh, Bobby Simons, and I'm Bob Simons, so that's always been special. And uh, that this girl got the Holy Ghost. How old were you when you got the Holy Ghost? Twelve years old. And she's 16 now, so living for God, serving God. And um, if you come and visit our church, I promise you she's one of the friendliest people at our church. And if you have a baby, she'll grab that baby and hold it for you. She will, because she loves loves babies. I'm so glad that all of you are listening tonight. We um, Somewhat of a hard-hitting show. You can still text me the last few minutes of the program, 701-290-7862. And uh, that's a good way to... I haven't even been reading my emails. I don't even know if I got how many emails. robertsimons58 at gmail.com. The, um, the, uh, we did tell everybody where our church is. Stormy, Stormy from the Philippines. We, we did tell them that. So, um, But we've got... Uh, just um, this, this is um, there are people. Um, oh, somebody said hi, Bobby. Somebody texted you said I, I don't even know who this is. Hi, Bobby. They said the um, just to finish out the program tonight. I'm just going to kind of re say what I've been trying to say. The scripture says that the ox and the donkey know their owner. They know where they belong. It says the stork knows where, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow know what their migratory patterns are. They know where home is. But how about us? Do we know these old paths? Do we know these old paths that that uh, we're supposed to find? How do we know them? How can we know them? How can we find them? Are you going to wait for an angel to come and talk to you? Well, that's not what the Bible teaches. Occasionally angels do talk to people. But the Bible says it's the word of God that teaches us what's right, what's wrong. It teaches us uh, how to get right and how to stay right. Jody, are you listening to me tonight? You know, I know you are. You've got you, you to gotta not only get right, which she has, but you got to stay right. And you got to stay right. And one of the ways we stay right is we go to church faithfully. We pray. We fast. We read our Bibles. 
We find people to fellowship with that love Jesus. That's how we stay right. You know, this this I, I've been on a theme lately in our church, and I, it's been bleeding through sometimes even on the radio and other places I go, but this is not about just making a start for Jesus. This isn't about saying the sinner's prayer. This is about the discipline it takes to continue on with Jesus until he comes back. Uh, Sister Wanda out in Montana texted me earlier this afternoon and said, you've got to talk about some end-time prophecy things. And you know what? That's something I don't talk about on the air that much. And she's right. That's very, very important to talk about. But you know what? You've got What's even more important than that is not to know just the times and the seasons, but to know and to continue and to walk steadfastly in the Word of God. That is so, so important. And, you know, you've got to get right with God. You've got to serve God. I've, I, over the years I've had, I know I don't have much time left tonight, but over the years I've seen such amazing conversions and people that are still living for God and doing what's right. But I've also seen amazing conversions where people have turned and walked away and now their children don't even know the Acts 2.38 message because they've refused to come to an apostolic Pentecostal church. They won't come. They won't attend. You know, I, I, and I hope, you know what, I hope there's people listening from Dickinson tonight that I, I'm talking to you. You've walked away from the church. You've walked away. You know what, part of this thing is to stay connected, to stay right with God. We don't want to let this slip. The Bible says, don't neglect this great salvation. What that means, just like you could neglect a nice yard and it could end up full of weeds and dandelions. Don't neglect your salvation. Keep working on it. Keep going with it. If you have trouble, if you can't get a ride to church, call us. We'll pick you up. You know, follow through. Be faithful. You know, there there is... Uh, I just, I just want to, I don't know why I'm saying all this stuff exactly, but I'm just telling you that it's not about just knowing what's right. It's not about just knowing what's wrong. It's not about just knowing how to get right, but it's about the consistent staying right. And I'm thankful that I pastor a lot of people in, in Dickinson that are faithful saints of God. And their intention is not only to get to heaven, but get their families to heaven and everybody they can influence. And I could start naming names of people like that. They have they have stuck with us. Some of them have been in our church for years. Some of them are newer than that. But I know they've got the same grit that the others do. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I pray that you would help us. Help us, Lord, not only get back to the old paths, but also to stay on those old paths. Lord, that will lead us someday to home where you are, where we're supposed to be. God, we hear you calling us. We feel your draw. Lord, I just pray that you help us not to get sidetracked by this old world. We pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I am signing off.
I want to tell everyone about you. Tell them how you set my spirit free. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my life. You are my Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.